change to our not previously advertised scheduled episode. <laughs> we were going to review something else or chat about something else, but because the sad passing of Christopher Plummer, we've decided to have a chat about Dragnet, mm. which we had mentioned doing before he passed away. So it seems seemed like the right thing to do. Yeah. Maybe a quick thing on Christopher Plummer first. It's pretty or- rad. He was rad. He's the oldest person to win an acting award at the Oscars as an 82-year-old back in 2010. Not seen Uh, that one. No, Beginners was the name of the movie. I've not seen that recently. What word did I just say there? (laughs) Eastently. Yeah. don't know. Does anyone care to come up with a definition for that? Uh, He more recently played the Patriarch in Knives Out, which we did review, but his filmography was long and distinguished and varied one he was obviously captain von trapp in the sound of music he was also in star trek six the undiscovered country he's worked with spike lee ridley scott david fincher terry gilliam ryan johnson oliver stone mike nichols you know he's the only canadian to ever win the triple crown oscar emmy and tony so a bit of a screen legend it's got to be said rest in peace there's a movie that people were talking about after he died, where he played a psychopath. Um, a psychopath? Yeah. <laughs> made a fight claim. Lay <laughs> down there yeah. on the floor. Hell of a, where, hell where of he a method. A, he played a psycho. <laughs> and it's it's another one that I, I've not seen, but I did. it must have been on the news because I did see a clip of it and he looked fucking terrifying. So I'm going to hunt that one down and have a look at it. It looked, um, looked really good. You got a name but, of that or...? No, I, I should have done, but um, I didn't, so fuck off. Um, but we, we, I have seen many, many times 1987's Dragnet. Yes. And finally, a film I watched this week that I enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody ever seen the TV series that this was based on? Because I, I haven't. No. Only, no. only only parts of episodes, so I, I understand what it was like, but not a whole. So this was the sort of reboot. This is a sort of thing that's quite popular nowadays, where they reboot a TV series as a movie yeah. and put a big Hollywood star in it. But Dan Aykroyd was... was a mega mega fan of the original Joe Friday character, yes, the, the dude that played him. So he was keen for this to be made and he's got a, a co-writer's credit yeah. on the movie as well with director ah. tom mankovich yeah so yes Ackroyd plays joe friday his the nephew and namesake of the original character joe friday who's a sort of anally retentive police officer by the book guy he he if you've ever seen red dwarf he's memorized the rule book in a far better way than rimmer because he can quote it and it actually is the the rule that you want that is applicable well should i take you through that because he he, at length he lectures pep about the dress code tom hanks Uh, pep strebeck he's the thanks yeah thanks they're they're a sort of an odd couple really aren't they because pep strebeck is the cool one yeah which is is unusual for tom hanks he'd normally be the sort of square one as well. So they, there was lots of different ideas of who they were going to cast for him. But yeah. he, he lectures him about the dress code and he says, section 3605, paragraph 10, that that actually covers the need for a neat professional appearance. Paragraph 2.0 through 2.6 covers hair. Paragraph 5.0 
allows normal civilian clothing if appropriate to the assignment. Paragraph dot seven refers to ornamentation such as rings. Paragraph dot AO covers appropriate attire for court. So basically, so so when he's quoting the rule book at him, he is actually quoting they the rule are, book. At that him. is the actual rule book. Yeah. Wow. There's some classic lines in this though, and I was there was one point where they're holding um, somebody in the cell. And he asked for a lawyer and he says, whoever, whichever lawyer you'd have would just ooze right under this under door, the door, like, yeah. you know, the slime that they would be. And fantastic. I mean, that's kind of, it's got that airplane kind of vibe to it where there yeah. was just lots of quick lines and, and clever kind of quips. They were assigned to investigate a series of bizarre threats by the pagan group, which... Mm. They launch straight into it, don't they? The very yeah. start of the film, we're just straight in. There's no sort of build-up or um, hint of what's going on. We're straight into a burning of all the, the Bait magazine. Yes, now uh, Bait. Yeah, now, I just want to stop a second and talk about Bait. I'm assuming this was not the Mark Jenkins extravaganza about gentrification. I no. thought this was probably... It was a fishing a- one. A reference to either jailbait or masturbation. I yeah, I would say both. I think it was potentially aimed at. I this. was thinking probably more masturbation because jailbait is skating on thin ice a little bit there. Uh, yeah. yeah, but it just yeah. seems one of those films film. where it was an eighties <laughs> film and it was yeah, it was a girl. But a lot of the ladies at the let's say Playboy Mansion in this didn't seem that young to me. Oh, they weren't no. underage. No, no. This was no. more like Howie's granny porn that he keeps showing us. Well, they did have them all there because it was the anniversary of that's true the twenty fifth anniversary. So he was he was reassembling all the bait maids or something. Bait, bait, bait maids, yeah. yeah. Which was uh, basically babes. Playboy. So bait was yeah, Playboy, Playboy, and he was Hugh Hefner and no speaking in a though? lisping su- southern accent. Is it because this movie eerily parallels the? Unabomber case. Really? really? I followed this. So what what show me the parallels. That so the plot of this, the pagans have got the hump because what's his name? Jerry Caesar won't publish their manifesto. That's and right. Around a similar sort of time. Oh, that's right, yeah. The Unabomber had a manifesto and Penthouse magazine were supposed to publish it. Oh. And then also there was a sketch made of the suspect in the, the Unabomber case, and he looks almost exactly like Emil Muzz. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not, for, uh, not far uh, who off, Who was I that guess. actor? Because he Jack does the, O'Halloran. I, I recognised him. He's, you know, he's, he's very distinctive appearance. He also does the Phil Hewlin manoeuvre of picking up the car <laughs> halfway through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Christopher Plummer plays Reverend Jonathan Worley, who's leading a moral crusade against Caesar's business. And this was a good choice for this because I thought he was great in this, Christopher Plummer. He's such a slimy, yeah. When he does that laugh, that yeah. sort of, that pathetic laugh he does at the start Where, when he's just being introduced as yeah. the, the big bad. The it's television. so good. And I don't, you know, it's easy to sort of heap praise on someone after they've died. But he no, was he was very good in brilliant. this. Yeah. yeah. They've got that goat's head when they yeah, finally get I love that through to this big celebration of pagans. People against goodness and normalcy. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, Strebeck and Friday go to this sort of cult ceremony, I guess. They, f- <laughs> they fight what I believe was a fake snake. 
Although it, yeah, was, it was difficult to tell because yeah. the <laughs> prop was so good that they used. And they, they free the virgin Connie Swale, who was going to be sacrificed, played uh, by Alexandra Paul of Baywatch fame. Yeah. Yes. They do that thing in the movies that happens quite a lot where they go to take someone back to the scene of the crime mm. and it's all been cleared up. Normalised completely. Yeah. Overnight. And, uh, and it's, it's impossible for it to happen. Like the, the, the sort of well or whatever it was where they, they jumped in mm. was full of ground and looked like it had never been disturbed. Do you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> and only fun. the night before it was a, a pit with a, anaconda yeah. in it in did you recognize the captain from the police force i did but who was it it's harry morgan he was uh colonel potter of the mash 4077 <gasps> yes that's it yeah yeah oh good the, yeah. the picture of his wife that he has on his desk is the same picture from mash <laughs> really? oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah they get tipped off well may the the by the book Joe Friday is is fired from the case because and fired from the police force having gone too far in his pursuit of police commissioner Jane Kirkpatrick and obviously the Reverend Jonathan Worley who it's all tied to. I'd forgotten that she was she was all in on the the crime thing, you know. Yeah, the, the commissioner. I just completely forgot about that until I watched it again. One issue I did have with this is that Dan Aykroyd, who I think is fucking fantastic in this i go as far as to say i think this is his best role he is by the book like to the letter he quotes the you know the rule book and everything like that but he is immediately fine like nothing's happened to convince him with the level of police brutality yeah. that they inflict he's going Amor, for donuts and coffee where yes because um, complicit Beck- in them torturing him effectively to give him by squashing his bollocks in the drawer of the desk the of the yes desk, yeah. yeah and when he when he's then finds some resolve and decides he's not going to give any more information up they fuck they go you know they do it all again and crush his bollocks some more well this like, was 1987 i mean rodney king is only four years away P- police acts of brutality in los angeles were obviously um part of the system so maybe that's just being True to true to the. I don't. Yeah, I don't but, think this was a documentary, but perhaps it was. <laughs> it, it, it shows that it was. It's probably very conscious at the time. Then, if there's parallels with mm. the Unabomber killer as well, and maybe just trying to have some some social commentary of the time to get more people going into it and talking about it around. And it, it's difficult then, sort of twenty five years down the line. Obviously, I was also young as well. We wouldn't have remembered it that well when it came <laughs> out and the, and what was happening around the issues of, of those days. So you lose a little bit of that when you revisit these films, which makes them maybe harder to impress you nowadays. But classic and funny is still classic and funny. And this, for me, was still stands up, even without maybe knowing the the small facts and and trivia that you can bring to it, like the Unabomber, like, you know, yeah, that is interesting. around the time. It is interesting, but without knowing it, I still enjoyed the film. What was also very interesting was the ladies that Tom Hanks was knocking about with were very yeah. interesting, I thought. Yes. Really grabbed my attention. Did they? Well, yeah. because of their contribution to the script, was it? Or Yes, and set dressing. Like you said before, Aykroyd's performance really is the centerpiece of the film. He's got this sort of rapid fire sort of delivery. It must have taken, I don't know how many takes they had to do, but he's giving off these very long 
sentences yeah. really quickly. And then it's, they have, he, he and Tom Hanks, I think, have a pretty good chemistry in this. There's good supporting actors, obviously, like we talked about with Christopher Plummer and several others. I enjoyed Detective Strebeck's television watch. Yeah, which, which was a real thing. was a real thing, amazingly. It had a black and white yep. display and a battery pack about the size of a Walkman that you had to carry separately, <laughs> yeah. which is lol. How did anybody feel about the classic Dragnet theme tune being converted into a rap by Dan Aykroyd? Did anybody enjoy that? Or I did was anybody less kill than thrilled with that, I have to say. <laughs> I didn't hang around for the, the whole duration of it, I have to say. Yeah. One of the the lines that I was just looking back on that, that made me laugh was Captain Gannon saying, Frank won't be coming into work today, Joe. And Ackroy goes, 24-hour virus or tomorrow? 48, 48. hours? <laughs> <laughs> just no, like the, silly time. The lady things. that's had her wedding dress stolen. Oh, yes. They, they go to visit her and she just gives them a torrent of abuse for about five minutes. I recognised her, but I wasn't sure who it was. Did anybody do the research or...? No, no, I couldn't be bothered. I just enjoyed her swearing at the policeman. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Five I, to one, that's her dress. 20 to one, she never looked that great in it. <laughs> yeah. So this was, a fir- I'd seen this a l- number of times in sort of teens and that sort of thing. But this was yeah. the first time I revisited it in a while. It tends to drag now and again. The romance is pretty dull, but, uh, you know, it's got some amusing moments in it. There's lots of funny lines. I like the sort of montages that they do while they're talking over the plot. Uh, and you see them acting out really sort of ham-fistedly, like pointing really obviously yeah. <laughs> and that sort of thing. That, 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 yeah, this is, this is watchable. <laughs> there were other people who gave it different levels of praise our friends on the google reviews tvv vignesh gave it five stars and said may you live as long as you want but never want as long as you live which i think is important and definitely (laughs) helps shed further light on this certainly relevant cd hirsch was not so enamored he or she said we shut it off after 28 minutes and sat for a moment in silence in remembrance in remembrance of our two dollars 99 unfortunately <laughs> to submit this comment requires at least one star so there again we like Gosh. to present you with all of the the various opinions at bad dad's film review yeah that's the, the high uh, and the low i would bit. i would be sort of positioning myself with the former review TVV Vignesh, may you live as long as you want, but never want as long as you live. Yeah. But he gave it five stars, didn't he? He did, yeah. Yeah, I'd probably give it four stars. I don't know if I'd go as high as... I'd, go, I'd give it four constellations out of a galaxy. For me, this was a sort of three police brutalities out of, <laughs> out of, out of seven. <laughs> I'll give it three Virgin Connie Sways out of, out of maybe five. I think it's probably seven fishing nets out of a trawler. Okay. Mm-hmm. So overall, the best thing we saw this week, the end. <laughs> so bitter. So bitter. <laughs> <laughs>